Welcome moms and dads, grands and friends. This is just a mom winging it podcast where we will be discussing lifestyle changes, balancing family, recipes, and many more. So tune in. So we are on episode five. Welcome. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome. So this episode will probably make some people uncomfortable, but I do not care. This episode is all about a black mom raising a black son. Okay. I felt like there was no way I could have this platform, this podcast, and not talk about my real life, which is being a black mom and raising a black son. And the reality is... is very very harsh right now and honestly I am terrified for my son's future my friend's son's future my nephew's future I am terrified but first I just I I really want before I really get into this episode I really want to tell you guys what happened to me at the grocery store yesterday my family and I we were in the grocery store and this older white lady came up to us I'm just in the aisle at Publix um I think I was getting who knows I don't know something that I didn't come there for (laughs) but um I was getting something Joey was holding Jackson, and this lady walks up to them, and she's like, we are working very hard to make sure he has a great future. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Because she was an elderly white woman, so I'm sure that she was alive during you know, the 60s and when 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 we had to protest before and she came up to my family and said that about my son and I was blown away. I'm still blown away. I'm just so grateful that we live in a time where people are aware You know what I mean? Like, I understand that everyone is not aware, but I am so grateful that there are people that are aware. But I'm still scared. I'm still terrified because that's not everyone. And it doesn't matter how well I raise my son. It doesn't matter if I put him in the top schools it doesn't matter if he gets straight A's through all of his educational 
like life it doesn't matter someone a police officer or an angry person can see him and point him out because of the color of his skin even if they know nothing about him and that's terrifying it's terrifying and I'm disgusted that that's my reality I'm annoyed that I have to make sure that my son is aware of his blackness that my son is understanding of who he is in this society he can't grow up like all of these Caucasian kids that I know with no worry like I literally <laughs> I have been around so many children for so many years and I see I see them I see children being raised with this privilege and the sad thing is their parents don't even know they don't even realize that they are raising these small humans to have such privilege in demanding ways and to act so needy like they need these things or they are they are supposed to like these people are raising their children these this way wow that's crazy and here i am having to figure out how am i going to explain to my son when he is of age to understand his blackness how how am i supposed to do that without him being scared all of the time i need to raise him it's a very strategic thing as a black mother that that we have to do we have to strategically raise these children to one be brave be confident, be secure in who they are as human beings, but also be aware of who you are in this society. <laughs> Why can't I just raise my kids the way Karen does? Hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? Cool. No problem. Listen, if this happens, blah, 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 blah. Like, they don't have to explain to their children, hey, listen, don't do X, Y, and Z because these could be the consequences. Although you may not mean, these may not be your intentions, this can still be the consequence just because of the way that you look. I have to raise my son that way. I have to make sure that he's aware and that he understands and knows what his position is in this world. And I am pissed. I'm pissed. Okay. I personally have lived on both sides of What's the word I'm looking for? 
I have lived in urban areas and I have lived in rural areas and I know what it's like to be the only black girl in a classroom. I know what it's like to walk down the hallway and not see a bunch of people that look like you. But I also went to an HBCU. I also know what it's like to see nothing but me, okay? I know both sides. I know how people will manipulate you. I know how people will use you. I know how people will use your blackness. I know people <laughs> People are racist and don't even realize it. People say racist things to me to this day, to this day, and don't even realize they're racist. They don't even realize it. They will literally say things like, they will literally say things like, you know what? I really don't like Mexicans, you know, or you know what? You know, black people that act like ghetto or not like, I mean, obviously not you because you don't act ghetto, but I mean, like, you know, like other black people. What? What are you actually saying to me? A black woman. What are you actually saying? You're saying that you don't like my culture, that you don't like my race, but yet you want to play all of these rap songs for me and you're like oh my child loves this song do you know this song bitch no do you like stop asking me these dumbass questions and and that is what people do all the time this is their way to prove that they are down with black culture that they are down with black heritage or that they are not racist and you're actually proving to me just how racist you are like it's ridiculous and you know what you know what's more ridiculous is that I'm going to have to make sure that I teach my son how to answer your dumbass questions appropriately because I don't want him to get so passionate or infuriated and it be misconstrued because it can be because clearly it it it, it has the potential to be misconstrued and blown out of proportion and taken to a level that it wasn't even supposed to be at to start with a few months ago, I saw the series When They See Us about those, well, now men, that were accused of raping a white woman in Central Park, assaulting a white woman in Central, Central Park. They put them, they sent them to jail for years before they found out that they were not guilty. And I remember my son was very small. He was a few months old 
when I watched that series and I boo who cried. Oh my gosh, I cried. I cried and cried because I was just so blown away that they, the justice system was able to do that to those young men and get away with it. And then I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, I have my own little black boy that I have to raise. And I was so disgusted because the the truth of the matter is that that too could be his reality. That too could be his life. That too could happen to him. And that was 15, 20 years ago. And today, right now, that could happen to him. And if things don't change, that could still happen to him in 15 or 20 years. What? Like, there are so many struggles that black mothers go through that we just don't voice. There are so many fears that we have that we can't even speak them for fear of them becoming present, for fear of speaking life into those fears. Like, they are so scary that we dare not utter those fears for the fear that they could become real. I know I have them. I know that I will be terrified when my um, son gets into high school. I know I remember being terrified when my brother was in high school and he he's just a few months younger than me. But I was always like a mama bear. I've always been a mama bear. You can ask anyone. I am definitely built for <laughs> mama bear life. Um, but, you know, we lived, once we got into like high school and things like that, we lived in a rural area and that was terrifying to me. Like the town we lived in before they started rebuilding it and building new communities and things like that it used to be a very very racist town i remember like sitting at a restaurant down the street and like some white boy called my brother a nigger er not a nigger a nigger like what i was like hold up and you know we we were ready like we don't play that we we <laughs> it was not a game and you know i just i am not the only black person that has a story of when someone called them something other than their name in this day and age that's ridiculous and you know what's even more ridiculous is that somebody will call my son a nigger in his lifetime, I guarantee. In this day and age, 2020 and beyond, 
someone will call my African-American son a nigger. And I am blown away. I told my sister that I wanted to go and protest. And the more I think about it, the more, the more I get built up, the more, the more I want to go, the more I want to be in those streets, the more I feel like the more the, the, the urge built, it builds up in me every day. The more I see protesters, the more I see people just fighting for rights and just trying to make a change. I want I want to be there because when my son gets of age, I want him to know I fought for you. I fought for your rights. I I was there. I was I wanted to make sure that you had the best opportunities that you could ever have. I want him to know that. And I also need to make sure that I say this, like, voting is so, so, so important, especially for the black community. I know because I, younger me, ignorant me, has, I've definitely been guilty of this, of just not voting because you know what? I'm like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal, but it is. It is. Our ancestors fought so hard for us to get this right and us as young people do not take it serious enough we do not we do not put forth enough effort to make sure that we are going to vote i remember one year i just I, it just slipped my mind we can't afford for voting days to slip our mind <laughs> we cannot we can't afford to forget to go vote. We can't afford to say, that line too long. Our children depend on us in all aspects. And they depend on us to go and vote to be the voice of their future. And we need to be it. We need to do it. I know when it's time for my city to vote, I'm going to be there bright and early. I don't know if I'll be back at work by then. I don't know. But I tell you one thing, I know where I will be. I will be I will be voting. I will be putting my ballot in. I'm already registered to vote. I am ready. I have already set everything up. So all I need to do is get there. And when the day comes, I will be there. I know that fear is a big thing when it comes to raising our children. I did a little questionnaire on face. I mean, I'm sorry. I did a questionnaire on Instagram and I was just asking my followers. I'm like, hey, what is something you fear while raising your children, your African-American children? And... A few people said they fear for their children's lives. They fear for their children to 
not really like they they want them to understand but they also don't want them to live with anger or you know rage they want them to understand you know not everyone is this way and that's so true like that lady in Publix really made me feel like you know what I know that things are rough right now but she she gave me a little bit of light and and I can appreciate that especially coming from an older white woman like you don't know what she's seen or what she's done or what she said but for her to say that in this day and age lets me know that it's possible change is possible we we can do it and and we will no matter what because these children they deserve it they deserve it so number one is living in fear we want to make sure we raise our children not to live in fear think as a black mom raising a black son fear is definitely top on the list of things that you know alarm us about raising our black sons it's just that we're so scared that they will lose their lives or that they will be misidentified or that they will be anything anything that they are not that that puts fear in our hearts as their mothers we birth them and our job is to protect them from the day they leave our womb you know we are their protectors so it's hard to think that there could be a moment when we couldn't protect them that's rough that's rough I can't imagine being the mother of a slain child I just I just can't imagine I I would just replay way too many incidents in my head on you know what I wish I would have done or could have done as their mother and the reality is that you just couldn't it's rough and I can't imagine what any of the mothers of our current slain victims are going through like George Floyd like I can't imagine anything that his mom is going through another big thing about raising a black son is like I said earlier awareness making sure that he's aware of who he is in this society and making sure that he understands that even if he hangs out with a certain crowd he is not that crowd you know what I mean like whether it's a good crowd or a bad crowd whether it's a mixed crowd or a all black crowd whatever it is he I want him to understand who he is as a person in his role 
in that crowd and his role in his friendships and his role in his circle group and with his peers and colleagues and things like that. Like, it's my job to make sure that he is aware of his blackness and that he is aware of what his blackness portrays to people and the fear that it can put in people's hearts. And I... It's sad, but I have to make sure that he is aware of that because if he is oblivious, it could literally kill him. It could literally kill him. Lack of awareness could kill my son. That's crazy. So on top of fear, on top of awareness, we also need to make sure that we are portraying love when we are raising our black sons. I think that sometimes we get caught up in a stigma that they need to be tough and hard and solid and emotionless and I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I want my son to be aware of his feelings. I want my son to be aware of his emotions. I want him to understand that I, I am here to listen. I am here to accept his feelings. And I am here to understand his feelings. So I want to make sure that my son feels loved And I don't want him to think that he has to be this tough, hard ass because he doesn't. He doesn't. I want him to understand you can be, you can have emotion. You can be a human. You can cry. You can, those are not signs of weakness. Those are signs of life. And we have to instill that in our black sons. We have to allow them to feel emotions. I think for so long, we have just, you know, kind of made it seem like black men should not feel emotions. They need to be the head of the household and be the strong person that carries and holds everything, and they don't. They don't. And we need to make sure that they understand that, that we are here to support them. Now, I'm not saying spoon feed them, support. I'm saying we need to be there to support them in all aspects of their life, including emotional aspects. So... That's a big one for me is making sure that while I'm raising my black son that he understands and feels loved and that he and that he understands that his emotions are real and he can feel them and they are felt and that his emotions are heard. I really, really want to make sure that my son understands that as he grows up in this world. Lastly, I've already gone over. Fear, I've already gone over awareness. I've already gone over love. Lastly, I want to make sure 
that I am raising my black son to understand his rights, okay? We can't just be out here raising our sons to be like, okay, listen, you're a black man, you're a black boy, this is why they look at you like this, they're going to do this, they're going to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's all good, keeping them aware, but we need to make sure that we are educating them and instilling in them what their rights are in this country, what they are allowed to accept and what they are not allowed to accept. Because you know what? Knowledge is power. And we need to make sure that we are instilling tons of knowledge. We need to make sure that we are giving them the best opportunities education-wise. We need to make sure that they know the rules of the law so that if they ever do get pulled over, that they understand exactly what is supposed to be happening versus what could happen to them. We need to make sure that they understand amendments, that they understand all aspects as far as making sure that they are safe at all times. We have to educate our children. And if you are not educated, you need to educate your yourself so that you are able to educate your children so that they are aware and that they, they understand. I, I am, I am tired, but I'm also moved and I'm also feeling very liberated and I'm feeling very powerful and I am, I am, I am so proud of my black people. I am so proud that we, we are standing up as one and we're saying enough is enough. And I'm glad that we are doing this and protesting and making our voices heard because we owe it to the next generation. Just like our grandparents did it for our parents and for us, we have to pay it forward to the next generation. And I'm just, I'm just super grateful to be living in a time like this. Although some days it feels scary, it does feel scary. Some days I'm overwhelmed. Some days I need to unplug too because guess what? My regular life doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And we we have to, we also have to remember to keep our mental health in check during these trying times. I mean, we're going through a pandemic and a racial war. That's, that's, that's a lot. And we still have to be black. And we still have to be black. And I just want to make sure that we as a community and as mothers are just keeping our strength up 
and keeping our mental health in a safe place. I, I don't have much more to say today. I really hope that, I just hope that you have taken something from this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Just a Mom Winging It. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Just a Mom Winging It Podcast. Until next time.